a lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Consequence Podcast Network. Write this down. Lollapalooza, ACL Fest, Halloween, Bottle Rock, Riot Fest. I cross my heart. We will dive into all of the lineups released over the last few weeks. So check yes or no. If these lineups are for you, for us, we're giving it all we got because we can make Amarillo by morning. This is the What Podcast. Which bands this year that matter? Barry Corder, Brad Steiner, Lord Taco. It starts right now. Welcome to the What Podcast, which bands this year that matter. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're somebody we've known for years, welcome back. That's Barry Corder, Lord Taco, Brad Steiner. Which bands this year that matter? Uh, that is a um, loaded statement because it feels like um, we're getting the same bands over and over and over. Uh, the lineup season has uh, dropped a load of lineups into our lap the last couple of days and some good some bad uh we're gonna do a quick show today and then next week as we promised would be this week no next week is going to be part one of two parts how to make a hit i'm uh, excited about next week barry because we're talking to somebody we've never talked to before in an industry part of the industry we've never talked to before yeah. artists and repertoire an a&r guy from uh, hollywood his name's uh, mike daly I'm very excited about that chat because we're going to learn a lot about the industry that we've never known before. It's what we do. Try to go inside. And this one's in, that's going to be inside baseball for sure. Like, very I, inside I, I mean, baseball. I, I was stunned last week when you asked what the R is and I didn't know. I mean, I've done this 30 something years. I had, yeah. I couldn't even guess. It's a little bit different than when I asked you what TNA meant. That I knew. Uh, oh, I know that you? one. Uh, like WTF, you know, why the face? We all know it's why, why the, the face. face. Yes, that's a, why the fork. Why? Exactly. Dad, you nailed it. 
Uh, so let's uh, there's let's get into some of this stuff. There's so much to to go through because um, you know as you were listening to the Devin Gafillion interview, uh, we put that out, and as that was happening, Lollapalooza dropped their lineup. Uh, so it sort of sounded a little strange. All of a sudden, Lollapalooza, we're talking, where's the Lollapalooza lineup? And then all of a sudden, it yeah. you know, beauty of podcasting, right? So uh, the Lollapalooza lineup, let's start there and uh, work through it. What did you think? Your first thoughts, uh, initial impressions? Foo Fighters, which is on Bonnaroo and Miley, which is not on Bonnaroo. That's my yeah. first. Okay. Why I want Miley. I know you do. I've, I know. I've made this very clear. <laughs> well, uh, I will say I, I don't anticipate an answer, but I have asked what gives. Uh, what think, happened with Miley being on every yeah. festival lineup except for Bonnaroo when she was only on Bonnaroo a year ago? Why does she hate me? I need that answered. I mean, Taco, do you find this to be strange how much Barry Corder loves Miley Cyrus? All of a sudden, too. It's new. It's a new thing. It's brand new. <laughs> And by the way, did you yeah, did you know that Miley Cyrus is not even her birth name? Yeah, what did you tell me it was? It's Destiny Hope. As a good career decision. Yeah. <laughs> sort of sounds like a dancer, isn't it? Unless she was going to get into dance. Yeah. <laughs> table four, table four, Destiny Hope. Table four, table... <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, Barry, did you break up with someone? Is that why you're so in love with Miley now? Or... <laughs> Do you have your heart you know, broken? I just, I don't really know. I just thought it was going to be such a different show. I mean, Taco, he does look like a Hemsworth, doesn't he? He's very close to being a... <laughs> thought I had a chance. That's yeah. He thought okay. he had a chance. My um, initial impression about the, the Lollapalooza lineup, it's the massive girth that... <laughs> I mean, we all know that Lollapalooza has you know more stages than anybody. It always puts out the most product than anybody. But man, in a year like this, uh, I was told that the carryover from the lineup they originally had is damn near 100%. So it's not like they needed to do too much. But man, oh man, it is a, if you ever wonder if there was going to be a cap, oh God, no. There's 150 bands on this lineup. One person in particular not on this lineup, and that was the, the biggest piece of news, is Kendrick Lamar. I was told explicitly and not by one, not by two, not by three. Every single person I've talked to knew Kendrick Lamar was on the lineup and something happened on Monday. I have yet to get a clear answer, but Kendrick Lamar was on this lineup and then magically not two days later. What happened? I don't know, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep asking. Because if you if you if you look at the lineup a little differently, instead of Foo Fighters, Post Malone, Tyler the Creator, Miley Cyrus, think about it with Kendrick Lamar in front of Foo Fighters, and I think that you probably have a little bit different of a uh, reaction. Now I don't know if they needed him; they sold the damn thing out in two hours. Yeah. Losing Kendrick freaked them out, and they were scared shitless. Um, and I'm again, this didn't come from one people, one person, one people, one, one person. It was many people that told me there was serious angst that they were for the first time in years and only the second time, maybe in the last decade that they were not going to sell out in the first hour. It, it's an interesting question. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, this is why you don't release stuff till it's signed in ink. You know, I mean, if you didn't know what you know, would it matter? You know what I mean? Does it help a festival? Does it help? I'm I'm talking in circles no, here. I, I, the I, inside I, baseball stuff is what we do. But I mean, how many acts didn't, you know, we're almost signed and that kind of thing. So I, 
I'm not disputing what you're saying and I'm not trying to be contrary. It's just kind of a, no, but you ask an interesting question. Does it even matter? Doesn't matter. You know, maybe not. I mean, it, I mean they didn't it matters get... to nerds like me, but yeah, well, uh... that's right. Right. <laughs> because my bet is my bet is he was signed. He lost a lot of money by pulling out. That's just my guess. If I have no I mean, information about that, but you don't get this far along. You don't get this. You don't get that this far along in the process without being somewhat signed. You know, you're not a Kendrick Lamar going to be one or two on the lineup and not have something signed. So somebody lost money along the way. Now I will say, if we ever got to talk to a Booker again, like we did with the AC Entertainment people, uh, I'd like to know how much that's going to cost somebody and mm. how often that really happens. You know, they told us years ago that they had insert major female artist here and it just yeah. sort of fell through like how far along the process were they how close was it to announce day and you know how did that end up costing anybody any money right i mean that's a great point and, and also it could it could be something sinister it could be somebody's feelings got hurt or it could be the, they got he got a better offer overseas you know i mean there's all kinds of perhaps but you guys things but that my happen. bet but, my, but i mean i don't know who his management is but i have to bet that his management has probably five more artists on this lineup i bet his booking agent has five more artists on this lineup so yeah. you know it's not like his people are are you know all so insulated and and not talking right about other stuff yeah no, I, so it, who knows who knows and, and you're right it may not it may not be interesting to anybody else and it may not even matter i mean frankly it didn't the damn thing sold out in two hours so right, right, you know it's exactly. not like they needed them it's exactly. not like they needed them. Now, you guys have never been to Lollapalooza. No. Um, what do you, as an outsider, feel about it? Think about it? What is your impression of Lala? I, only what you've told me. Uh, it's a city. It's a downtown event, right? It's not yep. a camping event, right? It's in so Grant it's, Park. You know, you're. What do I think of the lineup, or what do I? What is my perception of what it's? If you since never if you've never walked into Lollapalooza, what do you think you'd be walking into? You're gonna laugh because to me it sounds like my nightmare. It's a lot of <laughs> dealing with downtown traffic to try to get to a oh, show that God. I really want to see. Wah wah wah! I know, downtown right? traffic. That's why they have public transportation, Barry. Well, I, that's not fun for me. <laughs> I want to be there to see the show. I don't want to worry about the city transportation. Old country comes to the big city. Well, that's it. Yep. I want to sleep in my bus, not a city bus. Not again. Thank you. Well, you're not. (laughs) But you know, I I I hope we're going to be there, right? Or we if not this year, eventually. Well, I I mean, I will. I'll definitely be there. I, I. Look, I, it's not that I love Lala, but but you don't even I, go to the shows, right? You like the behind, you like the industry network. He goes to get his haircut. <laughs> yeah, I do get good haircut. And eat good Indian food. <laughs> I look, I, I first off, I love Chicago. Um, it's my favorite city in the country and outside of the city I live in. But they just do such a great job with the after shows, and you know. The other thing, too, is in between the festival and the after shows, I like really expensive restaurants and <laughs> See, uh, really expensive right. restaurants <laughs> end up taking a couple hours. Yeah. Um, so I lose most every headliner I miss. Um, but I do spend most of the day with stuff like, you know, Cautious Clay, which, by the way, if you have a listen to this Cautious Clay album, uh, he's got an EP. He's got a new song out. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. This Cautious Clay dude is going to just 
take over, I feel like in the next year. But, you know, I, I'll spend my day watching shows like that. And then I'll probably bail somewhere around six or seven o'clock to go to dinner. Um, All right. So let me ask you of this 150 acts, mm -hmm. how many will you see? Three. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> so kind of gets to my point. It's not so, but, but I do this differently. <laughs> it's not the festival that I go to, to engage with music. And I'll tell you a couple of, of just basic problems with Lollapalooza and they're not knocks on it. Believe me, but there are things that, you know, are difficult for, for the, for me to traverse. First off, the space, space is massive. If you ever go to Lollapalooza, just be expecting you will walk probably 10 miles a day and it's almost how impossible. This, how is what you're saying differently when the different, what I said eight minutes ago? Well, you complained about traffic. I'm complaining about the size of the transportation, space. whatever, okay, that's walking, not what I'm cabs, whatever <laughs> is all part of the issue. You were worried about traffic getting into the city. That's <laughs> one. Okay. And then now I got to, now you're telling me I got to get a Sherpa to carry me across the park. <laughs> <laughs> but you yes. go ahead. <laughs> Please bring a Sherpa into Grand Park. All right. So. To get from the main, the two main stages, there are the two other ends of the park. So there's one main stage and one, one on the other. So to get from one to the other is probably a half an hour to 45 minute walk. Yeah, that's not it fun for me. It takes forever because along the way, you're always eating something. You're also you're always stopping for a beer. You're always stopping to see somebody. And then you, you see a show along the way. It just, it, it takes forever to traverse around the space. With all that being said, um, they also have more stages and they've got, you know, bigger acts and, and they all seem to be playing all at the same time. So it's a massive, massive operation. Uh, you know, the other thing about it is other than just being a giant space, um, I don't necessarily, I love Chicago so much that if I'm there, I'm only there for a specific amount of time. I'm always wanting to do other Chicago things. And, you know, Lollapalooza will take up all of my time from the from the moment go to the end of end of the night if I don't break myself away. So, you know, with all that being said, it is. I wonder if the regular Lollapalooza fan feels as though it's as right of a passage as Bonnaroo is or as Coachella. Whereas we look at Bonnaroo and, and if you haven't spent your weekend on the farm in your early 20s, you've really missed out on a life experience. I wonder if the same can be said about Lala. Is it the type of festival like with, with Bonnaroo, one of the things we always talk about is we all make our lists and then, you know, worry about how we're going to get from A to B to C to D and see it all at once. And you can't. But is this the kind of thing where you pick a stage and stay there all day? No. Or do you, you, you try to, you still try to hit it all? Yeah. And, okay. and yeah, I think that, and, and that's where like you get into some trouble when you start trying to do everything at Lollapalooza, um, you're going to wear yourself out really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that, that's what I'm really getting at. I, I mean, it's though like is, I'm whining, but although, although Bonnaroo, am, but. you can do the same thing at Bonnaroo and you could say the same things, but the difference is, is Bonnaroo's a very small footprint when you really think about it. And it's not necessarily difficult to get from one to the other, other than right. the human traffic. 
the right. human beings that you have to go through and the massive amount of humanity that's standing in your way. Um, relatively speaking, it's kind of a small footprint compared to Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza, I don't necessarily have problems getting through giant swaths of people because the place is so damn big anyway. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and then the other thing too is I, I, I do like the way they do have two stages inside Lollapalooza that I like a lot that are under the trees and it does feel like a very intimate space. I, I'm not kidding. I saw one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life at Lollapalooza and that was the first time I ever saw Jungle and they were literally in the forest stage. There's a stage, I don't know which one it is, but if you've ever been to Lollapalooza, you know, you walk in there into Grant Park and you can go right or you can go left. It's the one on the city side, that jungle stage on the city side, not the river side, that I literally saw jungle. Uh, it was the, the light show around, surrounded by trees was just a dream. A total sounds like dream. it sounds like it's a bigger forecastle. I mean, we I mean, I loved how being able to get around forecastle was so easy. Well, take great. forecast and multiply it by 20. Okay. It's that massive. gives me an idea. It's absolutely right. massive. And the other, so, and the other problem too about, uh, well, it's not a problem. Lollapalooza does a really good job about putting competing artists against each other that maximizes putting half of the, st the, the festival on one side and half on the other. Like for instance, they're not going to do, um, you know, Post Malone at the same time as Tyler, the creator. You know, mm -hmm. they know that that audience is probably pretty similar. Gotcha. Um, they're not going to do, they're going to not. I think the way that the rumors have been post Malone is playing at the same time. Journey's playing, you know, Makes sense. they wouldn't necessarily do Foo Fighters and journey at the same time. So um, with all that being said, the magic for Lollapalooza is that after those after shows and getting into one of them, the one that you really want to get into, that's the magic. And that's where I feel like so many of the things that live in lore about Lollapalooza come from the four, the, the four hour Foo Fighter set that everybody talks about that happened after Lollapalooza. That's the one that I was at at the Metro. And then the final thing about it is, where you're, you would get a Foo Fighter show. This is why I know the Foo Fighter show at Bonnaroo is going to be a million times better than at Lollapalooza, and it's not anybody's fault. Foo Fighters are going to do three hours at Bonnaroo. That's just who they are. They just they don't have anything in them other than three hours. Lollapalooza makes your set be an hour fifteen, hour and a half tops. There's just no room for a four hour, three hour, two and a half hour Foo Fighter show. I can see that with that because the city makes Grant Park shut down. Yep. All right, yeah. I get so it. So there you go. Now, any anybody on there that that stands out for you on the Lollapalooza lineup? Uh, I've already said um, Miley and the Journey thing. You're excited about the Journey thing, aren't you? You know, I can't can't stop this. I mean, is that what it is? No, I don't know uh, one person. It's a, is the band still together? Yeah, but they have this a different singer. Remember? Yeah, I he's can't the uh, Filipino dude. Yeah, uh, who who the fans our, like better than uh, Steve Perry? He sounds more like Steve Perry than Steve Perry did. <laughs> That's the oh, craziest thing. Yeah, I never. It just yeah. doesn't do anything for me. Um, I will I say, like you go, it's very deep. The Lollapalooza lineup is very deep, and I, and I say that because there's just so many on here that I I play on my radio station. Uh, but let's yeah, get almost to Monday. Almost Monday's on there. I mean, there's I'm looking all the way down to the. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the other just to 
it's just a note. And I think I mentioned it last on the last show, Drew Holcomb said that apparently the whole, um, you know, no compete clause is seems to be out the window, which is why we're seeing a lot of, I mean, not that Chicago and Bonnaroo are going to compete, but we're going to see a lot of the same bands on online. Well, just remember that, you know, C3, there, there are just a few companies that do this, right? You've got two companies that do pretty much every festival. One's Live Nation and one's AEG. So AEG runs the, the Fireflies and it runs the, the Bukus and it runs the Coachellas. The Live Nations run the Bonnaroos, the Lollapaloozas, and then the ACLs. Under Live Nation, you've got companies that sort of assist that are bought by Live Nation. Bonnaroo, of course, is AC Entertainment, right. where... Lollapalooza and ACL break off of the tree of Live Nation is with a company called C3. C3, uh, if you recall, a couple of years ago had uh, bought a, some sort of buying stake into Bonnaroo. And that was the year that everybody seems to blame. The bad year of Bonnaroo 2016, where the lineup was bothersome to some people and didn't get what, 60,000 tickets sold? 40. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people want to blame C3 on that. Internally, they say you know they didn't have much to do with the lineup, but C3 absolutely controls everything about Lollapalooza and ACL Fest, which brings me to the strangest point, or at least my point, which is the strangest thing for me. The difference in lineups for Lollapalooza versus ACL, uh, yeah. Austin City Limits Festival. Although you'll, you'll see some carryover. The ACL Fest lineup, is so unbelievably good. Uh, and the reason I like it so much is exactly why it feels like the, the Firefly lineup and the Lollapalooza lineup missed the mark for me because they're so specific. You know, Lollapalooza's got a major electronic stage. It's, it's, it's Perry. Is it Perry stage? Yeah, it's a Perry stage. In fact, we're going to have the lighting director for that stage on the show later in the season. But man, ACL feels like it is in its own world. And I love that about it. It's different. It's different. Just looking at the headliners. Uh, when I saw it earlier, I'm, I kept I, I went back to the conversation we had with Stephen and uh, Brian from AC about lanes. I mean, you go from uh, George Strait to Billie Eilish to the uh, baby. <laughs> you know, I know that would be your Saturday. Did you think? I mean, I know when you were making your list of who you wanted, those are uh, those those three were. Those are my three. And, and Tan- Tanya Tucker. I think there. that ACL Fest has the most inspired headliners I may have ever seen in a festival. At least, in, but at least in the last ten years. I love the fact that George Strait is headlining this festival. This, you know, this is such a. Str- I know oh you're not God. a country fan, but do you yes, know how many I, number? Like oh yes, I do. Two or fifty-three number ones. George Strait is incredible, an icon, and he is so. Un- it's hit after hit after hit. Fifty-two, and, I think, unless he's he, had more. Well, the other. Since, well, the thing is, it's like this may be the last time you're ever going to see George Strait. Well, yeah, you know, that, and that's what I was going to say. Stevie Nicks is is on there too, and so I think one of the points we've tried to make, or two couple of points that we've tried to make on this show over the years, is it's about discovery, and it's about seeing the acts that you maybe wouldn't go see otherwise. Yeah, I'm not going to buy the a beauty ticket of these George festivals. Strait. That, that's exactly right. I would never buy a George Strait ticket. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, Stevie Hicks doesn't come to my area. 
you know, do you so think, do you think that George Strait would work on the top line of any festival uh, anywhere else in the country? That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, could he I would, see he George Strait at Bonnaroo? You think, you think you could see George Strait at Bonnaroo? He wouldn't you know be a top line, but he would be a second line, surely. I, I'm going to say yes, only because I missed so badly on, um, oh, I can't even think of his name, the Commodore's guy. Uh, come on. Um, I missed so badly. Come on, come on Barry. Come on, it's Barry. not coming come on. to me. I, I just thought that was the worst. Lionel Richie. I just thought Lionel Richie was the worst <laughs> pick ever, and people loved it. So that's we also on me. you said the same thing about Kenny Rogers too. Agreed. That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm saying. So I, I think I think I under. First of all, I underestimated Lionel Richie, but I also underestimated the Bonnaroo crowd massively. Uh, they just want to see good music, and George Strait, mm. pretty. I mean, he's this. He's arguably the best at what he does so i would think he'd do very well yeah i mean i think that you know there's just there i didn't i don't necessarily think the country artist or the country fan was the part of the audience that needed to be tapped i don't think that's what it was about i think you don't it's think so? about i think it's about appealing to brad and barry i know and, but taco do you know a george Strait song I don't think I could tell you one. No. I probably if I <laughs> if you played one, I'd be like, yeah, I know that, but I don't know, you know, that it's George. Yeah, Strait but would or... you ever go see George Strait at a festival? Uh, if he's there, if I'm already there, maybe. There, really? see, there it is. That's yeah. That's I think the point. That's would you buy a ticket to go just see George Strait? No. But if he was at a festival, if he was at Bonnaroo, we you'd go see him. I'd go see him. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, I bet I would stand there. And know every song, even though I couldn't. Yeah, I bet I've heard them all. I just couldn't name them exactly. or 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 tie them to George Strait. I guess exactly. I, I guess the reason I like it so much is because the bravery that it took to put George Strait first. Um, that George Strait's never been booked by a major festival before, okay. and that I can definitely see somebody take George Strait and take that lane all the way through the festival. It was it's an inspired choice. And then they did a really good job supporting it around it, because mm-hmm. if you did George Strait and then all of a sudden they feel like they needed to balance the lineup with, you know, by putting Megan the Stallion on the headliner list, I think that it would it would feel cheap and like George would stick out like a sore thumb. But but putting a very iffy headliner on Rufus to soul. I love Rufus. Um, but he's up there because I think it's just really, really good poster management. Uh, I'd get really <laughs> nerdy about this, but George Strait, Stevie Nicks, Rufus DeSoul, that feels so substantial. Uh, if it was George Strait, Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus, Baby, and Megan The Stallion, you would say, who is the old white guy on this list? You know, it would look so weird, but they did a brilliant job knowing that their guy was George Strait, and, and I bet you they've been working on that for a decade. Um, so they got they George, did a nice job supporting the George Strait. George, slot. Molly, Tanya, Tanya, mm-hmm. uh, Sleep at the Wheel. Trying Sleep to at the Wheel's else. a great one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. look at the other people in the lane, so to speak. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I, it's great. It's great. I mean, it's a, I, think you're, I think you're right on. I, the other thing too about the Austin City Limits uh, 
lineup. Go ahead. That's okay. A lot of times you'll see week one, week twos, right? Because it's a two weekend festival and there'll be a handful of bands that will only be there for week one and only be there for week two. And, you know, but if you have six, that's a lot. Oh my God. It's everyone this year. Absolutely everyone. And I could probably come up with an idea as to why that is, but I would just be guessing. In the, I, I don't know if ACLFS has ever had this many bands only doing one specific weekend. I have no idea. I'm sure I can. I'm sure we can ask somebody if that was what the cause of that was and what is the, the specific reason. Um, if I would just be guessing though, the problem that you're going to have maybe for if again, it's not a problem. They've already sold out. What does it matter? <laughs> You know, it's yeah. like back to your point, Barry is like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but I think that if you took the lineup and just made it a week one lineup and then a week two lineup, I wonder if you like it as much. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's I haven't given that sort of thing much thought. I mean, when I've seen that it's a week one, week two, and I've seen other festivals, I wonder how that does work as a fan. It's never bothered me because there's never been that much that I'm missing the next weekend. Um, I do choose which weekend I go based on the week ones and week twos. Um, I, the year that I went, I chose the week that James Vincent McMorrow was playing just because, um, I chose, you know, one year I chose just because it was Brittany Howard's week, uh, and, and Alabama shakes, but I don't, this would be impossible because everyone is choosing one week or the other. I, I mean, the first time I ever really thought about it, I think it was jazz fest. They had Van Morrison one week and somebody else I really, really wanted to see the other. And I was like, I, how, you know, I can't afford 12 days in new Orleans. Yeah. Well, it'd mean, so be a tough pick. So yeah, the jazz fest thing is so hard because you know, you can buy a ticket for both for every day, but it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Right. Um, right. You know, the big, the big knock on jazz fest these days is that there's no cap. They don't stop selling tickets. Oh, wow. So there's, there's yeah, I've heard that. And, and, and the bottlenecks getting from point A to point B can be very, very difficult. Yeah. Right. And I live in the neighborhood. It'll probably take me an hour to get there. So the, you know, they don't sell. And the other problem too, is they don't stop selling tickets at $35, $40 a day. Whereas before you could get in jazz fest for 10 bucks, mm. you know, you can walk around and for your $10 and then you go have lunch. I mean, that's basically where people just walk in and have lunch because they want crawfish bread. Speaking of jazz fest though, there's no word. I've I've heard crickets from the Jazz Fest people, and it's mostly because of the the trouble that New Orleans um, has had with reopening. It's not really trouble. They're just really slow with reopening everything. Mm. Finally, the, the other lineup that we probably need to get to is same weekend. Well, I know a lot of people like the Halloween thing. I don't... Halloween is one of these situations where I just don't fit the target demographic. <laughs> I'm looking at it. It's, yeah. it's String a, cheese, it's a, Skrillex, it's a jam and... Band. It's a jam band jacket. thing. Yeah. I, first off, I don't even know where it is. I still can't figure out where Sewanee is. I still don't know where Live Oak, Florida is. Um, so it's hard for me to even wrap my head around getting there. Secondly, I've never found a band on there that would, that would make me want to drive. I, it is so lineup dependent for me when it comes to Halloween. But people, if there's a, if there's a festival that equals Bonnaroo in just the way people's emotions are tied to it it's got to be halloween i yeah are you, are you are you looking at the lineup taco you see turquoise is on there with I see tu- yeah i see turquoise see doing the time but yep. cautious clay's on there too uh that's a that is an interesting lineup 
and I don't know where Sawan. I know it's in the. It's. I don't think it's near water unless it's a lake. So I don't know. It. Um, that's interesting. I. It just. It's just not for me. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. I don't. I just don't do jam bands, and you know, I don't need a night of string cheese incident, much less three of them. Yeah. I mean, you it's know, Halloween weekend. I'm guessing there's lots of costumes and it's probably pretty crazy and fun. So No, I, that's what I'm saying. The people that go, though, love it. I, that's probably love why. I'm, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. I mean, I've got a, I've got a buddy of mine. If, if it wasn't for, you know, Bonnaroo, the only festival he would go to is Halloween because the scene there is is as infectious as the farm is in Manchester. So I can believe um, that. I just don't know. I just don't know. I've got it in me. We talk <laughs> about a camping festival, Barry, though. There, you know, you're there. You're what there. Else are you gonna you're there. Do? What else are you going to do? <laughs> and then I'm and sold. Then, <laughs> you're sold. I know. And then the final one is um, actually one that I'm trying to get the guys who started it on the, uh, on the show with us, uh, Bottle Rock. Just in passing, when I hear there's going to be a music festival in Napa, my wallet starts throbbing. <laughs> I just can't imagine how expensive this would be. How yeah. expensive it would be to spend a weekend in Napa. Yeah. I'm betting you're not going to find a $35 I mean, Airbnb. <laughs> Are you talking about Napa, the auto parts store? No, no, no. That'd be Napa Valley. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm betting okay. the yeah. uh, Airbnbs. In the hostels <laughs> but look at that lineup that's pretty darn good that is really really strong um right. why has stevie nicks never played bonnaroo why did you say earlier stevie's just never coming to me does she not play the southeast i don't know I, i've never i don't know it seems like she came to the area some years ago but not much i mean even atlanta that i know of maybe nashville uh, so guns and roses that's a weird one um well not really i mean guns and roses played was it uh was it lala a few years ago no it wasn't lala plus it was yeah, like do. governor's ball or something and it was oh is it coachella i don't really remember but they they pop up every now and then the one that i like the most from bottle rock is <laughs> and i know why he did it but james murphy doing a dj set James yep. Murphy from LCD Sound System doing a DJ set at not, uh, Bottle Rock, but you know why. Do you want to guess why he's doing it there and not say, I don't know, any other festival in the country? I have no idea. The man loves wine. He even owns a winery. So um, well, To your point, yeah, you better bring the wallet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, wow. Back to your Lollapalooza point. Uh -huh. You're not going to go to Napa and not take in Napa. Right. right. So, uh, but, yeah, that but, becomes a. <laughs> but there's another there's another name on that lineup. I want you to try and find that. Phineas. That I know is, you're excited about Phineas. No, no. There is a certain artist on that lineup that is specifically booked just for those people in Napa, just for the locals. Try and figure out who it is just for that, you know, 55 year old woman who loves drinking wine in the middle of the day. Do you see it? Not yet. I'm looking at Mavis. That would be the village people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There they are. Yep. What? And I, like if you if you pick this lineup out of thin air, right? And you didn't know where it was 
going to be in the country, you would look at that and make who in the hell booked the village people? Oh, yeah, yeah there they are. As, as yep. soon as you said it, I just pictured, uh, you know, the the woman with the glass of wine held yep. over her head. doing. You know YMCA. who it is. You know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> doing YMCA with the, yeah. probably two glasses of wine because she didn't want to have to go back to the, you know. By the way, she's also the one that you're hanging out with the, the Turquoise show. You know that, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's her husband who dragged her there. I just can't imagine that woman this. going from Turquoise to, to village people and then walking by Big Frida. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, uh, I do like... One. I, it's really good, and unfortunately, it's the same weekend as Bonnaroo, so we'll never make it, but I really want to... Um, Monday. I want to talk to the so I know I have a friend of a friend that knows the guys that started Bottle Rock. And I'll tell you, it does fascinate me to think about somebody who literally just whipped up a music festival. I know we've talked to Ashley about it in the past, but, you know, and and, uh, Drew Holcomb, you know, that was fun talking to him about starting his festival. So, yeah. And it just but these guys were not in the same you know, like realm. Um, right, right. They weren't musicians that just had a bunch of buddies come over and, and start playing. They had you know, they were more in the Ashley in the Ashley world. Um, you know, Ashley, though, had made so much hay of, you know, booking things in Knoxville. People just sort of trusted them. I, I don't right. know how this bottle rock thing started, but I know it didn't. Five years ago, they weren't booking Guns N' Roses. I think their headliner was Jason Mraz. So something happened in the last five years that has turned this thing way, way up. Um, I just don't know what it is. Maybe it's all that Napa money. Maybe it's so that they've Napa. They've had Mumford in the past. They've had Neil Young, right? Mm. Okay. Have they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, um, one, other, one other question I had about um, ACL Fest. And... I got this from a friend of mine who wasn't nearly as impressed with the lineup as I was. So if not George Strait, the one that I love the most as a headliner is Erica Badu. And by the way, side note, for the people that scream about, you know, females not being headliners at festivals, well, ACL has three of them, four of them. They have four female headliners. That's unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. But the one that I'm excited about is Erica Badu. This is the text message that I got from a friend of mine. Is Erica Badu really a headliner? Barry, answer that question. Um, probably not. Really? I would say, yeah. I would say she so is. You think, she would? So, Okay. Barry, yeah. Barry, you think, okay, who's the headliner when I say Erica Badu or Megan the Stallion? Oh, Erica. Really? For me. Okay, good. Because I think so too. I think Erica Badu is, is um, a queen. I mean, I, I know she's not Beyonce, but it goes Beyonce, Lauren Hill, Erica Badu. That's an interesting, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's an interesting, um, but you think about those lineups a lot more than I do. Um, and, and, and I say that because, um, I break it down that it's so subjective. I mean, there's numbers 
that can support a, a lot of things, but there's also personal perception. Um, you know what I mean? Like, is it my favorite? Not, I'm not talking about Erica specifically, but you know, is it somebody that I really want to see? Then it's higher than maybe somebody who's hmm. got a lot yeah, of chart numbers but, type of thing. So, yeah, but I don't, I don't think I rank them that way. I think I rank them by how much money they're getting paid. Fair enough. Yeah, um, I, I think that George Strait probably cost him $2 million. <laughs> I think that George Strait is that expensive. Uh, Maybe more. You're, you may be right. I, I'd love I mean, to find out his number. closer to four? Wasn't that was the he? number we I thought heard? That he, I thought that Taco, rewind, hit rewind, and tell me what those guys at AC <laughs> told us that, that McCartney cost him. I thought it was like remember. a buck and a half. No, I think it was It was more than that? that? Yeah. Um, and worth it. But again, George Strait, 52 number ones, you know, the, the non-country fan would have no idea. I mean, that's rarefied air, <laughs> that many number the, ones. But, okay, fast so, forward, fast forward 10 years, and we're doing, <laughs> we're doing ACL Fest 2031. Do you think Garth Brooks could do that? That's a good because question. Garth is up there with with as many number one. I mean, he's, he does have fifty two. He didn't have that. Nobody does. I he's got know. a lot of number ones. I think the next closest is like thirty something. Um, Garth doesn't have near that many. I don't believe. You don't think so? I don't think but so. But do you think that in in when he gets to senior status and he becomes the elder uh, statesman of country music, do you think that Garth could you know find his way on a Bataru or an ACL Fest lineup yeah. like John Prine or? Really, it's a good so? question, and that and that's kind of gets what I'm, what I mean is it, you know, he he's so big that he probably could because his fan base is so massive that it will still be huge. Um, Stay tuned to the What Podcast season fourteen <laughs> when we find out. <laughs> I mean, Let's I, go back. maybe maybe I'm I'm not trying to like make a prediction here, but what no, if George I know what you're Strait? Saying. What if George Strait being added to the top line, the first spot of ACL Fest, starts to change the narrative as to putting country artists up top instead of hip-hop artists. Well, that see, there you go. That's your question. It's sort of like the female you know, headliner thing. There aren't as many as one might think. You, know, you, can say we, you can say you need a country artist. You could say you need a female artist. But, but it better be the right one better be the right one okay and, and you start but, but take running George, down of, out of numbers at some point okay well let, i'm just gonna give you a fake uh fake lineup okay um headliner is foo fighters billy eilish alan jackson doesn't i mean you don't okay. think it about this it probably does but that's what i'm that's my point for me i see it it makes sense i get your i can i can argue your point Especially like in Tennessee or Texas. Yeah. Um, and I I would well, be more interested in George Strait than Alan Jackson. I, but that's I agree. Just a music I would be pre- too. Preference. I would too. But but could you could you be seeing the the tide shift a little bit with some of these regional festivals saying, you know what, we're going to find something that makes a lot more sense for this space? I mean, look, George Strait is a completely out of left field booking. I agree. Nobody, there's not a human being alive that would have put money on saying, you know what? I think George Strait might headline a festival this year. 
Nobody. I agree. I totally agree. But I think it gets to that point. I mean, to me, he's not Dolly, but it's in that same realm of the Bonnaroo fans want Dolly so badly. And she's country. I mean, there's yeah, but, no question she's country, yeah, but, but right? Dolly, but Dolly is a bigger pole than George Strait. Because she transcends That's right. so many other things. I All the get other formats, that. right. But my point is, I think it, I guess my point is, as we've learned, music fans are music fans. Uh, the festivals try to stay in their lanes, which makes sense. They're not going to do too crazy. But the Bonnaroo fan, as we've learned with my point with Lionel Richie, they just want good music. Um, I, I was wrong on that one. I can't say it <laughs> how many different ways. That What I learned from that lesson was the fans know those songs just like they know Tame Impala or My Morning Jacket. You wouldn't necessarily think that a, a tame impala or a i know i know but, a but mouse point, or whatever fan would also go point, see i know but my my thought is this at some point bonnaroo was was putting out lineup and then another lineup and, lot, and then finally they slid an edm artist into the top line mm -hmm. they broke that seal and now they can't unbreak it i wonder if if right. ACL has now broken the seal on, on doing a major classic country artist, and now they're never going back. Do you think that you see a Shania Twain in that spot or a Reba McIntyre? All right, I see what you're saying. Uh, to me, it's two different questions. Yeah, I think they definitely broke the seal. Does it portend something crazy? I don't necessarily think so and i and i'll use the other stage as an example you know they did the whole edm so much so that they blew up that stage well they're kind of now we think with the doing away of a calliope and and just focusing on there's not no there's not as many uh edm bands as as there were even two years ago so I, you well, know what i mean no, they can I'm, change I'm never going to say that that Bonner is going to add a country stage. That's it's not going to happen. But I, but with I wouldn't say a, never to anything with a with a Brandy Carlisle three years ago with a Marin Morris with a Kelsey Ballerini. Right. They have made overtures to young country. Yeah. Um, if and again, it's it's on the heels of CMA weekend. Usually, I I just but again, wonder. I think those I think those two specifically. I mean, they're country, but again, uh, that's a great example. I think they're just good. And I think you, Bonnaroo would make that argument that they book Brandy and Marin not because they're necessarily an inroad to country. They book them because they're good. I understand. And I would, I would argue Austin City Limits probably can make that same argument with George Strait. I get that. But I get what you're saying. And, and you know – but One if, but year if, doesn't a trend make, so we'll have right. to kind of see. That's right. I just, I'm just so blown away. And this is why I, I love this George Strait thing so much. It's a great pick. There was never, if you would have laid out 500 country artists, every single one, if you asked, what would be the first artist on here to be headlining a, a major, you know, indie rock festival? Yeah. We'd all pick Dolly. Every yeah, one of us. For sure. For sure. 100 out of 100, Dolly. And For then sure. maybe you get a straggler of like Carrie Underwood or Garth Brooks. 
But man, oh man, George Strait out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> look, I, 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 I haven't talked about this very much, but I have such an affinity for George Strait. I yeah. love, I, in 80s country, when I grew up, it was, we listened to so much country music when I was a kid. And it was constantly George Strait. And even the stuff that I grew up on in George Strait, the George Strait fans are like, this new stuff sucks, you know? <laughs> and I still look back on all, like, everything that he's had for... And the other thing too about George Strait is like this dude was having number one hits when he was Billie Eilish's age, you know, when he was yes. 19, this guy was just still the smoothest cat in the world at 19 and still is. He's one of the few that manages to straddle old and new. Uh, I was not an eighties country fan at all. Um, but I, I liked what he did cause he sounded not a fan like of the guys Joe I like. You're not um, a Joe Diffie fan. No, he, he, uh, I, I can't think of any too many new ones that I, you know, there's some that I, I respect, but not listen to. I'm a Merle and George and Conway and all that kind of, and Dolly, um, fan and George to me, uh, manages to straddle old and new world I, I hate this has become a, a george Strait episode but he he ha, he is like the last one of that guard that's left yeah. yeah you know dolly's in a class all by herself but i'm trying to think of another um 60s and 70s era country artist that's still around i think george is really the only one we got left oh he wouldn't be 60s would he he didn't go back that far. No, no, no. But he still represents that, that era. Foot, yeah, and straddles it. Yeah, right. To your point. Uh, yeah. Wow, I can't think of too many now. Yeah, um, I don't either. So, it's a bold pick. Yeah, I mean, you you nailed it. You're right on it. It's uh, I mean, to to see the baby on the same lineup as George Strait, I did. You know, <laughs> saw that coming. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, Barry, that could very easily next year be Tim McGraw. Maybe. Well, and that's what I mean. That we'll have to see. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I there's a lot more. There's a lot more of those monster country artists that that we totally take for granted that don't get any sort of recognition. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm looking. At, I'm work. thinking of it from the point of view of like we've said what's in everybody's playlist you know who are the artists we all have talking heads next to dolly type of thing not maybe not those two specifically but we all cross genres so um i, I mean i'd have to defer to somebody else in their country picks i mean i know the names and i know the numbers but as far as like who i mean like I'm, if you had a tim mcgraw again I'm if I'm going to ACL, I'm going to go see George Strait, even though I'm not a fan. I'm going to go see him. Who are the other country artists that I that I would go see? Garth Brooks. I'd have to think about. It. I've seen Garth. I would go because it's a good show. I mean, he puts I, on a terrific show. I mean, if I had, oh man, if I really wanted to get brave, I would almost put money that they're going to make an overture or try to book something like a Garth Brooks yeah. next year. Because oh, he's, I mean, he's, I mean, he's massive. He sold out what Knoxville five nights or something crazy. Shania. Yeah. I would, Shania is yeah. a good fun show. Yeah. Although. Yeah. Now with all that being said, the other thing that about ACL that I was going to mention is um, I, uh, I was lucky enough to be uh, one of the first guys in the country to play black Pumas. 
Um, and my alternative station has led the way for the rest of the country for the Black Pumas. And uh, I don't want you to say that because I got lucky. These guys are absolutely amazing. They're unbelievable. They're amazing human beings. Their story is phenomenal. And apparently the, um, the, they've gotten a key to the city. Um, well, I don't think I'm supposed to say that. They're going to get a key to the city. Uh, I'm going to go see them <laughs> in Austin. Guys. Yeah. Whoopsies. Yeah. <laughs> <Act> <laughs> So uh, when you hear this, I will be in Austin seeing them um, at Stubbs. And then on Sunday, it turns out they're going to get a key to the city from Matthew McConaughey. These guys are taking over mm. Austin. I mean, in a short two years time, they've taken over Austin. That Black Puma show at ACL Fest is going to be massive. Absolutely massive. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think from when you go through the, the line, um, by the way, that question that we asked two weeks ago is, or even last week, that will Firefly sell out? Firefly sold out today. Um, as you hear this, it's, it's currently sold out, uh, at least you know most of the tiers. Festival after festival after festival is selling out. Every single festival is doing well. Um, there's definitely an appetite, and nobody is, is struggling. With all that being said, if I had to pick the one that I like the most outside of Bonnaroo, ACLs is probably the top of my list. Okay. Question for you, completely uh, random, but somewhat related. What are you hearing about the fact that all these are selling out and all in a lot of the similar bands, what is that doing to venue shows? Yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's yeah, individual. it's a great question. I think it's to be determined. Okay. I know that I haven't heard anything yet. Locally, let's put it this way. Locally, there are shows that are selling out. And then there are other shows that are struggling. I hate to be generic like that, but for instance, the My Morning Jacket show in New Orleans sold out in a day. Um, Loop Daddy, he sold out in two hours. Um, whereas you've got other shows that are not as as lucky. I, I, I think that you get us through the summer and you get towards, I think these, the, you know what it's going to be, if I had to bet, these theater shows are going to be the day of week of sort of things. You know, I got a buddy of mine that runs a, a venue here and he's looking at shows that are just not moving yet. And, you know, there's really no reason for them to move. What is the impetus to sell a ticket for a theater show that's happening in four months? Um, there's just so much band I mean, people's bandwidth is, is used up. They've got a 15 other, you know, possible shows to think about before they even get to. Yeah these local theater shows and my that's bet is they'll, they'll make that decision the, the week of. So you that's look the in the fall, let's see, let's see how they do in the fall. Yeah. And as a fan, why would I buy a ticket now when I could see them at two or three festivals? So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, of, that's the point of the question. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Bonnery selling out, uh, you could still go because we have tickets to give away. What? Man, right. that was like a professional radio segue. <laughs> it's like, I've taught you guys something I'm, here. That I'm, was I'm learning. Terrific. Yeah. Bonnaroo tickets. We have uh, two tickets to give away with a camping pass to the sold out Bonnaroo. And it's very simple to enter. And we've got a ton, a ton of entries already. Just a hashtag oh, yeah. the what podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, share us a photo, tag us in your photo. And, you know, we'll find somebody that's tagged us in one of these things along the way to give away tickets to. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to enter. We've gotten some great entries so far. Great stories, great pictures. Somebody's yeah, we should win. we should read some of them. Do we have any ready to go? Or are we want to do that next week. Uh, I guess we'll do that next week because I, I don't right. have any prepared. Okay, that's a good idea. We need to get on this. You yeah. know, meet. We should do show meetings. 
<laughs> planning? <laughs> Wait, what? what Actually, there's got to be planning. Yeah. Next, right. you're going to want math or something. <laughs> Anything else we need to get to before uh, we turn uh, it over to part one of two parts for our How to Make a Hit series starring Mike Daly from Hollywood Records. Anything else to get to? Barry, you want to talk about this weekend? Oh, I guess we're going to do a taco and I are going to be uh, where? Winchester for a little Win- mini. Winchester, Tennessee for a mini Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo with private some of the rubus folks and yeah. uh, I think uh fitness and chloe's gonna be there yeah so some, of some, of our, Patreon. some of our friends will be there tell them i tell them i said hello uh and i hope that many times you spin the what podcast theme song aquarius over and over oh, yes. and over at that part we'll have it playing heard yeah. i think it's cool because it it just confirms what we've been saying for four years that this this little festival has created a whole community that's uh, pretty amazing. So, yeah, yep. Taco yeah. will be in the bus. I haven't figured out how I'm traveling yet. Why don't you sleep in the bus? You'll, Taco? you'll probably end up in the bus. You know, you'll uh, end up there. I thought I thought Devin and Taco were already had that spooning <laughs> thing worked out. Well, <laughs> well that's in know, September. I don't want to be in the middle of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Barry, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you do look sort of similar to some of the women that Taco's brought in that bus. <laughs> So uh, I will say this: I'm cuddly, but uh, I also probably could you could you dye your hair blue, Barry? <laughs> you are in trouble, Barry, if that hair turns blue. <laughs> All right, anything he else? Looking at me funny, I'll know what he does. His leg starts twitching, starts He's to pic- sweat. Picturing me in a blue wig. <laughs> Speaking of, I got new axles to put in. Oh man, could somebody? Oh, if only, if only somebody could Photoshop Barry with a blue wig. I think that we have a match Don't made do it. Don't do it. I, I, bet, I bet somebody will by next week. I don't Hashtag think I the What Podcast with Barry in a blue wig. <laughs> Hashtag right. Blueberry. Next week, part one of How to Make a Hit, uh, our star Mike Daly from Hollywood Records, an A&R guy who's going to walk us through what A&R is and how he finds artists, how he develops them. Very excited about that. From the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network. Because it's the Consequence Podcast Network, isn't it? Yeah, they dropped the yeah. sound. It's not upset. You know what? I just want to be Brad. Can I just be? Can I just drop my last name and just be Brad? Exclamation. Yeah. Yeah, just Brad. One okay. name, Brad. Bear? Um, Could you just be Bear? That's what I was growing up. Oh, that's Bear? So sad. Bear. Bear. That's Lord Taco. It's Barry Quarter. I'm Brad. We'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye.
Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.